Next on BYU Sports Nation, NIT game day for BYU basketball. But what does tonight's game really mean for the Cougars' season? Former basketball star Jeff Chapman on why UAB is a must-win for BYU. And how well do you know your mascots in the NIT? Hmm. Plus, BYU baseball beats Utah, period. Head coach Mike Littlewood on how the Cougars have rattled off 10 straight wins. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, March 16th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who takes more pictures of the YMCA or Marriott Center Annex than any other person on the planet, Jerem Jordan. If you on BYU TV, we just showed um, a shot of the exterior. There's a lot going on down there. The floor there. has been poured. Really Beams cool. going up from from when I took a picture yesterday or two days ago. I, I guess within the last day, we're seeing beams out there. I mean, that this thing is happening. It is it is happening quickly too. I mean, by October, this thing's going to be up. So very cool to see that. I believe this is a live shot. Um, What's going on out there? Awesome. There's an actual structure going up. The Eric, it's real. The TJ the Haas Center for Three-Point Ability is going up very quickly. He gets back in like two weeks, by the way. So the BYU Marriott Center Annex is really cool. Almost as cool as our juddy face submissions <laughs> that we have received. Over the past 12 hours or so. Okay, so yesterday we had fun with Juddy Face, right? His reaction, very stoic. Or lack thereof in the moment. In the moment they found out there were seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Then all of a sudden, uh, so we had him react on the show, reenact. You know, that was fun. So last night we sent out a, uh, a Photoshop, a cutout of Jeff Judkins and said, okay, send in your best Photoshops. The response has been amazing. Okay, it has been hilarious. If you have not watched this, Okay, there was just one on uh, – he's on the Game of Thrones. Like, that's fantastic. <laughs> he's just sitting there. The Mount Rushmore, the Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, Memorial in D.C., uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, th- this one's my favorite. We're showing it on BRA TV at Andrew Streeter underscore. It's Jeff Judkins replacing Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> like, on that on – that, I can't – Lincoln Memorial in D.C., right? That is, th- that is the best one to me. Lord of the Rings with the Fellowship of the Ring – um, you know, in the twenties, the construction crew, Taysom uh, Hill leaping over yeah. Jeff Judkins yeah. against the construction Texas. crew that's eating lunch. He's just sitting on the big on the beam. beam. There. Yes, uh, amazing. It's been amazing. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Go follow at BYU Sports Station. You can go back and grab that cutout. It's been so funny, and we are going to use all of those in the Y Awards. <laughs> At the end of the month with all the BYU athletes and coaches. I love the Splash Mountain one as well. <laughs> next to the angry woman. Yes. Well, it fits right in right there. Right next to her. Juddy has been on board with this, too. He, is tw- he tweeted about it and said, this is hilarious. Duff Tittle, the associate oh. athletic director over communications, is sending some with Tommy Boy and Wayne's World. I mean, it has been so fun. Yeah, the Wayne's World one from Duff Tittle was really good. So nice job by everybody. Well I, done, BYU yeah, Sports Nation. An early rise to chat. Way to take to everybody that and run there. with it with Juddy Face. That will resurface throughout the years, I have a feeling, too. Like, that will keep on coming back. I told you yesterday it was gold, Jerry. <laughs> See? The one with him on the sideline at Nebraska as yeah. well as Mitch Matthews is making the catch. Really funny. 
Also, uh, I wore Trogdor the Burninator, my shirt today. Yeah, nice t-shirt, In man. honor of UAB, the Blazers, the Dragons, the or whatever. Dragons. Yeah, yeah to, the, if you're unfamiliar with Trogdor the Burninator, you need to look this up on YouTube and watch it immediately. That big beefy arm looks good coming out of the back there. The <laughs> It's amazing. Game day. I love it. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines led off by game day. Game day, rather. It is the NIT in Provo, Utah. The Cougars host the University of Alabama, Birmingham at 10 Eastern on ESPNU. You can listen live on BYU Radio as well. Former BYU basketball standout Jeff Chapman joins us at the bottom of the hour. Why this game means a ton to him. 29th ranked BYU baseball beat Utah 6-0 last night using eight different pitchers. Colton Shaver hit his fifth home run of the season. The Cougars are now 16-1. WCC play begins Thursday against Pacific. Head coach Mike Littlewood joins us next. This is what the Colton Shaver sound like uh, home run looked and sounded like. Shaver absolutely loves. Swing crash to left field. Out of here. Two-run home run for Colton Shaver. All that guy does is hit home runs against Utah. Yeah. And Utah Valley. Yeah, Saturday later on that. Okay? Oh, my goodness. You called it, by the way. So you said uh, – I was at the game, so I didn't hear it. We d- talked about it later, but um, – you said, yeah, Colton Shaver loves a 3-1 count. Something I said, like that. nobody then... loves a 3-1 count more than Colton Shaver. Boom! Boom, baby! There you go. Very nice. Hey, let's not stop the wins over Utah at baseball. Softball beat the Utes yesterday in Salt Lake City 5-4. Catcher Libby Sugg hit a home run in that win. The Cougars now headed to the San Diego Classic. Two wins against Utah yesterday. Baseball and softball. Thank you. Well done. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Yes. Uh, by the way, in this, I took the Weeblos. They were bundled up. Everyone was cool. No one got uh, hypothermia or anything I can report, which is fantastic. Um, there was a BYU fan going up the stairs, finding every Utah fan and saying, do you feel safe? Yes. Okay. Do you feel safe? Okay. Are you, do you feel safe? I was like, oh, my gosh. That's really funny. And, yeah, yeah that's that. <laughs> the spring football scrimmage will be at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday, March 26th. Football team just announced the time. So locally, 2 o'clock. Admissions free. Gates open at 1 Mountain. We will have a live BYU Sports Nation at 4 Eastern. 4 Mountain. Sorry, at, at, at 6 Eastern. So two hours. After that game, we'll have interviews, reaction. Correct. Uh, from And highlights from the spring game coming up on the 26th. Saturday specials on BYU Sports the Nation. The next week, we're doing it too. That's right. We'll have back-to-back Saturday specials. A good reason to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. UAB, BYU, NIT, game day. You've got a goal, and then fate will put you in a different spot. And what are you going to do with that opportunity? And I think that uh, guys really responded well to that in 2013. And I, I hope that we, you know, we have the leadership and the the character to do the same thing. Dave Rose on his team approaching the NIT for now the third time since he took over as the head basketball coach at BYU in that 2005-2006 season. The first round hits Provo, Utah in the Marriott Center tonight with the second-seeded Cougars hosting the seven-seed Blazers of UAB. Again, that game 10 Eastern live on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The Cougars are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, according to odds makers. Hmm, that's a lot. This is a 26-win team. Regular season champion in Conference USA coming into Provo, and BYU a nine and a half point favorite. So, other than a trip to the second round and a win, you know, in the statistical category, 
What does this game really mean for BYU? That is the double rainbow question, isn't it? What does it mean? Which brings us to today's Twitter question. What is the, how does the result of tonight's game affect your outlook on the BYU Hoops season? Okay, so there's game tonight. How does that affect your outlook on the BYU Hoops season? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYULASFJazz. Uh, it doesn't affect anything unless KC gets triple-double. Just happy to see another BYU basketball game. Always fun. There is that. Another opportunity okay. to watch Kyle Collinsworth play in the Marriott Center. At Zach Brady 7, my former intramural quarterback. He used to work here. It doesn't. It's the NIT, a mediocre finish to a mediocre season. That's one end of the spectrum as well. <laughs> Doesn't that tweet just make you feel all warm and happy inside? I don't always need to feel warm and happy. <laughs> I just want to evaluate the situation. I'm okay. not saying you do. Here's, here's how I feel about it. If BYU wins tonight, that is expected, right? Um, doesn't affect the season outlook to me if BYU wins. However, if BYU loses, here's my strongest statement of the whole show. If BYU loses tonight, that means that this is the worst season in the Dave Rose era. Wait a second. Let, let, let's break this down. BYU has made the NCAA tournament eight of the 11 years. Yes, but they've gone to the NIT before, right? Yes. The first year of the NIT was a success to get to the NIT. That was a losing record BYU team. They got 20 wins. They got to the NIT. That was a step forward. They were coming off a 9-21 season. Three seasons ago when BYU went to the NIT, they went to the Final Four. Okay, If BYU loses in the first round of the NIT tonight, it means that this was the worst season in the Dave Rose era. And guess what? 23 wins isn't the worst thing in the world. Trust me, ask Pacific, Santa Clara, San Francisco, and Portland, and San Diego and LMU what it's like to be them. It could be a lot worse. But 23 wins is not the program standard. It's more like 25 and in the tournament. I get it. Don't lose tonight because I I don't want for for this to be defined as the worst season of Dave Rozier. I don't want that. Then how is this? I mean, with everything you just said, you have made it way more compelling and meaningful for oh, a lot I, of people out there. I did that for an NIT game. I apologize to everybody. You have now made it important. <laughs> okay, we don't but I, want I don't that. Like, we don't, I don't want the black mark. I know. I don't, and I don't want to go into this game thinking, oh, man, we got to avoid that. That's, the matchup with UAB is interesting to me. But, but I want to get your opinion on this question first before we do it. Well, first of all, this is the potential final home game for three BYU seniors. If in- they lose. Including yeah. one of the greatest BYU players in the program's history, Kyle Collinsworth. Think about and that. the all-time leading foul leader. The all-time foul leader. That's Nate right, Austin. Nate Austin. And the second best three-point shooter ever, Chase Fisher. Okay, pretty Very good trio books, of seniors three, right there. Some yeah. record setters for sure. And you better believe that they don't want to leave their careers in Provo with a loss. Quincy Lewis told us about that very thing just a few days ago. You know, I think it's an opportunity for our seniors, uh, really nice, that uh, they get to be in front of the home crowd again. And, uh, you know, it's a tough loss to Gonzaga, and it uh, gives you an opportunity to maybe uh, leave on a possibly a better note. And, you know, for young guys, it's a chance to build towards next year, and so I think there's a lot of positive things that can come out of the NIT. Amen, brother. You want the seniors to go out with a win. And BYU, if they win tonight, would need to hold serve again with their second guaranteed home game, and they're ready to host that against either Princeton or Virginia Tech. And so it Friday means, or Monday. It means something to the BYU seniors. And so for me, yeah, that's, it's meaningful in that you don't want to lose your final game in the Marriott Center. And you have a chance to rectify that after the Gonzaga loss. Answer the, yeah, okay, I got you. Answer the Twitter question, too, like against the season. What do you think? How does it affect your outlook of the season, if win or lose? Another win is better than not having another win. Amen. So it's one step better. I want BYU to get 25. I want still. BYU to go to New York City again. New York City? 
<laughs> Remember those commercials? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. I still eat. The, I still eat that salsa because of those commercials. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Old El Paso, man. Old El Paso. That's right. <laughs> I want him to get to New York City because Dave Rose told me that when his team. A few years ago, made that run to Madison Square Garden. That was one of the most tangible and memorable things that he's ever experienced as the coach. To be able to take a team to that venue and let them experience that meant a lot. I think it's, you're making something out of nothing because the program standard for BYU is to make the NCAA tournament. If they don't, it's a disappointment, straight up, period. There's no justifying a season where you don't make the NCAA tournament for BYU I'm, basketball. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. that it's not a disappointment. So... so I'm not saying you are. So, if you can make something out of nothing, then you feel better about make it. The that best, doesn't mean you feel good, Make the but best you feel of what better. you have right now. Yes. And making the best of what BYU's reality is right now is going to New York City. That would be awesome. They have to beat a 26-win team first. And that's the thing. So, what I, does it mean for the season? Well, it means you are one step closer to getting to a place that would create a nice memory and a good feeling for BYU moving forward. It is every basketball player's dream to play in Madison Square Garden. It really, that's the Mecca. Like, that's the home of basketball. You could go to James Naismith's, like, Peach Basket, Barnes. That's not it. It's Madison Square Garden. So hopefully BYU brings it tonight because UAB, you don't win 26 games and be a slouch. You can't. You don't win 16 games in conference, 16-2, and be a slouch. So UAB can play. I expect BYU to win, but they're no slouch, even if they're a seven seed. Jeff Chapman will join us in about 15 minutes to talk about why he thinks it's a must win. <laughs> we got the perfect guy for game day against UAB. At Blaz LL <laughs> offers his effect on the outlook for BYU hoop season. He says, I expect to win, and so my outlook remains the same. One game at a time, and we will know the Princeton-Virginia Tech winner. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, as I mentioned, Jeff Chapman, but first... The coach of the hottest team on campus, Mike Littlewood. How do you win 10 straight baseball games? So hot right now. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's ball night. In the Marriott Center, very exciting. 10 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Check it out. University of Alabama, Birmingham, against BYU tonight. We just got another fantastic submission with the Jeff Judkins a, face. It was a, a. It's in a gif. It's in a gif. Carrie Strug, 96 Olympics. She's hurt. She vaults. She lands it. And there's little Juddy, unimpressed <laughs> on the side. With the hashtag Russian judge. <laughs> was that Ken O'Kelly? Yes. I think, yeah. Well he's, done. He's an usher at the Merritt Center. He's great. Well done. A man who has won 10 straight games. And certainly, I mean, maybe his facial expressions don't show it. We'll, we'll see it in just a minute. But the baseball coach at BYU, Mike Littlewood, now joins us in Studio B. Oh, man, 10 straight wins. It's such a finicky, delicate Can game. Can we applaud coach. this? Yeah, because that's, it was Utah, amazing. too. That was that And was you awesome. beat Utah. Yeah. It's such a delicate game. One bounce can change the entire complexity of a game. How do you win 10 straight when, it's, when it comes down to those little fine details? You know, I was asked that last night, and I really don't have an answer because we've had – Samford had guys on first and third in the ninth inning with one out. All they had to do is, is hit a fly ball, and the game's tied. And Kansas had that situation. and So, I mean, a little bit of it's luck. A little bit of it's – a lot of it's execution. Um, and I think the biggest thing is guys think they can win because there's teams that, that have a lot of talent, but they'll go out and they just find a way to lose. Um, our team is pretty talented, not the most talented, but they believe they can win, and that's such a huge thing. And, and again, we understand we're not going to win every game. A loss is going to happen, but 
but if we go out and play with with the same competitiveness we have been, things are going to be okay for us. A Tuesday game against Utah in 2016 is a weird game because you're going to throw a bunch of pitchers, mm-hmm. but it's Utah, and oh, by the way, it's snowing, and you want to win this game. What was that dynamic like last night? Well, I told our guys the day before, we're playing no matter what. Uh, if it's and I didn't think it'd be snowing, but uh, I said we're not going to get colded out unless it's snowing or raining during the game. I didn't say flurries because that's what it was. We're going to play. So their mindset was, we're playing. There's you can get in that mindset. Of, well, I hope it snows and we uh, it's kind of cold. We knew we were going to play. Um, Utah is an important game. We just because we had five games last week, the only guys that were really ready for us were our pen guys, and so we knew that. We had to go out there and throw strikes, and it's actually pretty challenging if you throw strikes and you're seeing a new pitcher every single inning. We got to their starter in the fourth or fifth. Uh, I believe it was the fourth for, for a couple runs after seeing him a, a time through the lineup. They weren't able to do that against us, so I was really proud of our pitching staff. Mike Littlewood with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU baseball team has won 10 straight, 16-1 and overall best start in program history. And your guys, for the most part, are growing mustaches. Until they lose a series. They're calling themselves the Mustache Mafia. And, the, and marketing handed out mustaches. My little girl had a mustache. It was great. It was great. It was fantastic. Who has the best mustache capability on your team right now among the players? Oh, because I was going to say Trent Pratt among the yeah. coaches. <laughs> yes. everybody's, yes. everybody's like Officer Pratt. Doesn't it just fit perfectly? <laughs> totally. You know, um, Keaton Kringlin, he doesn't play a whole lot for us. Freshman, his is pretty good. He's got a little curly, you know, like that Raleigh fingers going okay, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. His is pretty good. Some guys can't grow them. Some guys, I think, have, have dyed theirs. Uh, I couldn't. Really? There's no way I could grow a mustache at that age, and I, I'm having trouble right now. So I told you last <laughs> night I've been working on mine for like three months. And it's it's going to come in. It's going to come months. in. I, I know yeah. it is, but uh, it's it's fun. And you know, Colton Shaver started started growing his mustache and went over, and so he shaved it, and and now it's, there's so many superstitions in baseballs. So I'm like, I didn't. Need, after a week, I see all these guys with with kind of like dirt around their upper lip, and I'm like, what's going on? And you know, pretty soon I was the last to know. Every, and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't do it because I haven't started from the first. So <laughs> I, I kind of got out of it by accident. So it's, it's kind of fun, though. I love that uh, kind of team chemistry that that's brought to. And, yeah. and you guys have said, we're going we're gonna to do this until we lose a series. Um, so you play you know, Pacific this weekend. You, you take two or three, keep it going. But w- what's it like to – you guys go, you know, socks up, uh, you know, rolled up all the way to the knee, got the mustaches. It seems like things are going well for – this team off the field, too. Yeah, the, the, I've talked about that a lot. The biggest thing about this team is the camaraderie. They, they get along, and, and I think we talked about it last night on, during the fourth inning interview. People who haven't played on a team don't understand how big team chemistry is. We don't, have, we don't even have one guy who's like maybe a little bit of a cancer that's going to pull a couple other guys. I'm not, hey, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm not happy. Everybody from the most veteran guy to the youngest guy, uh, the newest guy, has accepted their role. And they're doing whatever they can. They play hard in practice. As Jason Shepard's there every day, he he can attest to that. Yes, he is. We just go about it the right way. These guys, these guys go about it the right way. And I don't, I don't even like it when say when people say, "Hey, coach has won ten games in a row," because all I do is stand there and the the guys do it. It, it really is a team effort. Kind kind of fun. Mike Littlewood with us, head baseball coach at BYU. The Cougars are ranked number twenty nine in the latest top thirty poll, ranked for the first time in twenty two years, coach. What kind of importance do you attach to the early season national cloud and national ranking? Zero. Uh, I really don't. I mean, I, it's a feather in the, in the guy's cap, but we had a meeting Wednesday, and I said this, it wasn't one of our 
initial goals. We had two goal, two long-term goals for the season. One was to win the West Coast Conference, and secondly was to get into a regional. Those are our goals. The rankings take care of themselves, and the rankings are nice. Don't get me wrong. We, you know, that's that's an important thing. But we don't. We're not going to just hang our hat on on being ranked because, like I told them when, uh, Monday before the game, if we're ranked 13th and we lose to Utah, who's going to care about being ranked 13th? Because Utah's <laughs> yeah. Utah's the game we want to we want to win. And so I think these guys have really good perspective on things and and uh, understand kind of what we're trying to do. And and that's win the West Coast Conference. First of all, league championship. Secondly, the the conference tournament. Get into that regional and and see what kind of damage we can do. With the start, 16-1, and one, still a school record start. And that's crazy in baseball. I mean, the good teams have a winning percentage in the 60s. You're 16-1. Mm-hmm. Have your expectations or hopes or ideas about what this team could do changed at all from the beginning of the year? And not really. I mean, nobody would have expected 16-1. and one. There's, there's just no way. I mean, I had teams at Dixie where there wasn't as much parity at the junior college level where I think when we won it, we were 51-14. and 14, you know? So I've had teams that have had really, really good records and, and gone on, and it just doesn't, it doesn't matter a whole lot. The, the, the thing with a record is it proves that these guys believe they can win, and that's such a huge thing. I mean, we've, there's been teams that, they go, man, you're talented, but you, just, you, you can't get the W. And, and the W the, the, uh, the is what you want when you, when you play athletics, and, and that's, these guys believe they can get it done. WCC play begins on Thursday, so I know that one of your goals is to win a conference championship. Do you approach these types of games any differently as a coach in terms of mental preparation and psyching your guys up because it is one of your main goals in conference play? Not really. I mean, we're, we're trying to just we try to keep one of our philosophies is keep even keelness um, on on the field at bats. If an umpire makes a bad call, you'll notice when an umpire makes a bad call, we don't you know we're not going to shake our head. We might just you you might see the guys kind of shrug a little bit, but that's all they'll do. Um, and then they'll hustle back to the dugout. Because if you get too high and too low, things don't work out for you. So keep an even keel perspective, keep playing hard, keep, keep doing you know, the fundamentals. Today we're going to work on bunt defense because I, I didn't like the way we executed last night. Just get back to the fundamentals of playing catch, pitching it, and, and getting key hits. I mean, that, that'll carry us. Mike, last night there was a, a weird situation where you went, there was a debate of when an at-bat begins, and I think you went out twice during them. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what happened in that? Because I was in the stands, and I was like, I, don't, I have no idea what's going on right now. Yeah, well, I think, I think Utah had the rule right. So when you, you can't make two, two visits during the same batter. And so when I went out, uh, it was before the, the bat, at-bat started, and then I told Zach, hey, got to throw strikes, basically. And then after he threw three more balls, I went out again, and I kind of thought Scott, the umpire, would would probably stop me. Um, the rule is, it, it, you, he can. You, I could have actually got ejected because. But he, he's a, <laughs> really he's a professional umpire, and maybe not. He may not know the college rules yet. He, really good umpire. He should have said, "Hey, coach, you can't make that trip. It's two in one batter." Hmm. In that case, I would have went back. But I I wasn't really panicked about having to get somebody in. I just wanted to prove a point that you have to throw strikes to be able to pitch on our staff more than anything. And so he let me go. I made the switch. They came back in. They talked about it for 10 minutes. I was freezing my tail off. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. they didn't know the rule. All three umpires didn't know. And I told Trent, I go, I think, I think they're right. But we'll just – so I yelled to Zach, hey, you may have to go back in and throw. Anyway, they came over and go, hey, we're going to go get our rule book and look at it. And I said, there's no way we're going to sit out here for 20 minutes while you guys go look at your rule book. I'll just send him back in if, as long as I can send Keaton back in after this next batter. And they said, okay. So that's what we did.
Man. So after all that, he throws a strike, by the way. <laughs> Two strikes. He, 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 leaves, he leaves the game, comes back in and throws a strike. So your yeah. master plan worked. Yeah, it was perfect. It worked out perfect. You iced your <laughs> Just own like pitcher positively. Yeah. <laughs> we put Jason Shepard uh, in the dugout as a new dynamic on BYU TV's baseball coverage and had some in-game interviews with players that had played and then were done for the day and uh, of course, it was kind of just this brand new look and access to BYU baseball. So, you know, from your perspective and your team's perspective, how did that go? Uh, it went great. Um, Jason's been to every practice. He knows our guys. He knows the ins and outs of w- what we try to do. So he works with uh, with Brent Herring on our staff. And hey, can I go interview this guy and this guy? So he's not just it's not just random. Um, yeah, and we I, wanted that with Jason. I love it. I mean, I really love it. Uh, I think it's. I watched the game last night. I, I try to watch every game after, so it was kind of a late night for me. But I, I watched uh, the interviews, and I thought it was. I thought it was great um, to get that perspective and see Mike Rucker talk about. You know, he's having a great year, and talk about his upcoming start, and then Maverick Buffo, what he wanted to accomplish, and what he worked on during practice to get to the point where he was. I just. Re- I loved it. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was great. And when we sat down a couple months ago with Caitlin and Glenn. And they brought that up. I was all for it. I was all in. Uh, how's Kyle Dean? He had a sore back or something? Yeah, he's having back spasms. So it's kind of day-to-day. Uh, I think probably if, he, if we could have got him ready last night, he could have he gone. But, you know, Brock Hale is, I mean, he's right there, probably swinging it better than, than Kyle right yeah, now. Yeah, all he's done is hit 600 yeah, plus. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. He's, <laughs> he's a special hitter. He's just, some guys have the knack of squaring up the baseball every time, and, and, and Brock does that. So, you know, it might be a tough decision Thursday if, if Kyle's you know, healthy, what to do right there. So, but they're both, I mean, they're both incredible players. It, it just, it's a nice problem to have. Hey, we got too many guys. How do we get them in? So. I think I gave Kyle Dean a sore leg before I gave him a sore back. So, Kyle, <laughs> apparently you have a sore leg for a couple of innings. I you did, didn't I know heard it, that. But then you have a sore back. They're well. connected. They're connected. <laughs> Details, man. Details. Colton Shaver hit another home run against Utah, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In four games against Utah in his career, he has five home runs. Five home runs for Colton Shaver. What is it about Colton Shaver versus Utah? You know, honestly, I think that uh, when he was being recruited, I I don't think Utah thought that he could. One, I I don't think they liked him as a catcher, and they just didn't want to DH. Um, Trent thought that, uh, Trent Pratt, our catching coach, thought that he had some potential catching, and and he's caught doubleheaders for us and is doing a great job. I'm, I'm glad. So maybe there's a little extra motivation there. I'm not really sure. But um, I'm, I'm glad he chose BYU. It's, it's great to have him here. He's a, he's a likable kid, and people think power hitter. He's a pure, he's a pure hitter. He'll go the other way, hmm. hits for average, and, and if you leave one over the plate like we saw last night, he's going to hit it off the scoreboard. So nice to have on our team. Now the interesting thing is last night, even though he hit the home run, both you and he had a conversation about his at-bats overall not being that great. And so that says something about a mentality of a guy that, hey, at home run, we won, it was 6 nothing. we're rolling. Yeah. But he wasn't exactly happy with how he played. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he swung at too many pitches out of the zone. He chased change up down, which is, he, you know, if, if you see him day after day, you know he's better than that and might have got a little anxious. But their starting pitcher did that to everybody, so that, that changeup was pretty good. The thing about Colton is, though, if you, if you do make a mistake, he's going to make you pay for it. He, for a power-type guy, I think he's got three strikeouts, maybe four on the season. Are you serious? So for a power-type guy, yeah. he's... That's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, it's pretty special that way. That, that's why I'm saying he's a pure, a pure hitter who's got a plan every time he goes up the plate. In 67 at-bats. Yeah. Three is it three? Is it three? Including After, one last night. Yeah. Mark yeah. Reynolds thinks that's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a baseball statistic funny joke. 
That guy whiffs a lot. He does. Yes, yes, he does. He does. Swings hard. Mike, uh, congratulations on the 10-game win streak. Thanks, I know that man. the next one is the most important against Pacific. That will be on BYU TV on Thursday, uh, starting at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. More from the dugout with Jason Shepard in that game as well. Coach, thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. By the way, your shoes last night, I told you this, awesome. Yeah. We need, yeah. we, need we need to order two pair when I order my next yeah, pair. We need yeah. to get the shoe game <laughs> going on here in Studio B there as we well. Go. Up next, back to BYU basketball. Jeff Chapman joins us. Why does he loathe UAB? Rain man! Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU Television. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball plays Pacific 8 Eastern Time tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's the beginning of West Coast Conference play. We should add, it is official... Pacific men's basketball has hired Damon Stoudemire as the new head coach. So an interesting, uh, compelling hire for the Tigers. Yeah, and and some other big names reportedly. Steve uh, Lavin at San Francisco, potentially, former UCLA head coach. So that's interesting. Let's get some more names in the WCC. I love it. Let's go. Mark Few called him out. They have responded so far. (laughs) Absolutely they have. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 29th-ranked BYU baseball beat Utah 6-0 last night. We just talked to Mike Littlewood after he used eight different pitchers last night. Download the podcast to hear that interview and why it doesn't matter at all to him to be ranked. Huh? Yeah. Softball beat Utah 5-4 yesterday, so they beat... The Utes as well in Salt Lake City. Catcher Libby Sugg hit a home run in the win. The Cougars head to the San Diego Classic. They begin play tomorrow. The spring football scrimmage will be on Saturday, March 26th at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time. Open to the public, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Admission is free. The gates will open at 1 Mountain Time. And BYU basketball, of course, NIT game day. They host the UAB Blazers tonight at the Marriott Center, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Joining us now to take a good look at the UAB fighting Trogdors is Jeff <laughs> Chapman. He joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jeff, I believe it was 18 years ago, or wait, was it 28 years ago, when BYU was the second-ranked team lost to UAB? Well, it really doesn't matter. Once it gets over 15, we're all <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, okay, the, the joke aside... What was that? What does this game mean to you because of what happened on that really just amazing team that was at BYU that you played on when you lost at UAB? How, what kind of importance does that carry over to tonight? Well, I'm trying to get people to stop bringing up the UAB game. <laughs> and I'm, hope, hope, I'm hopeful that if they win tonight, that people will stop bringing it up. But I think <laughs> it's going to take a Final Four appearance with a Chapman on the team to do that. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I don't know if you knew this, but you were on that team, so we brought you on to talk about it. We're going we're gonna to have to talk about it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> get, set up the situation for us where I believe you guys were like 17-0, and the number one team in the country loses, and then you play UAB. What was that like to be on that team, and then you had that opportunity that night? Yeah, we were on the roll. We were playing great. Uh, everything was clicking. Uh, we had uh, beat some teams where um, it was pretty close, but our experience and the way we played got us through. So we were very confident when we were going into UAB. Uh, they were only having a 500 season. They had only won a half their games. So we were very confident that even though we were going on the road, that we were going to be able to beat them. But it started off bad immediately. Um, we had the tip, and I stole the tip. 
and I passed it up to Michael Smith, and, you know, he was one of the best scorers in BYU history, and he missed a layup. And then the next time down, uh, Marty Haas missed a layup, and things just got messed up from there, and we just never could recover. You described some of the guys, you named some of the guys on that team. I mean, those are some of the greats in BYU history. Who else was on that team, and, and how good was that team? So Michael Smith, Marty Haas, remind me who else was on that team. Yeah, Andy Chilson was on the guard line with Marty. Then I was on the forwards line with Smitty. And then Jim Yusevich was the center. And then we had Nathan Call and Brian Taylor off the bench. That's a pretty good team. Yes. Jeff Chapman joining us now on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about tonight's game and the fact that Wait, your we son... moved on already? I wanted to dig into oh, <laughs> that game some more, to, Jeff. So that Jeff will come back on our show again <laughs> after we've dragged him through this horrible memory again and again. Let's talk about tonight's game and your son, Jordan. What do you expect from him tonight, maybe a little bit on your behalf, in this game against UAB? Well, he he just needs to do what he's done all year is to come off the bench and provide the team a spark uh, where he can make some shots and guard their best perimeter guy and um, help as much as he can to provide a spark for whatever the team needs for this particular night. How uh, how has he played in this his redshirt freshman season? I, I think he's done pretty good. He... Um, was injured all last year, and then he hurt his ankle at the blue and white game, which knocked him out another two weeks. So he's been battling from there to uh, to get some minutes. And then at the end of the season, he started to get some consistent minutes, and he started to put some consistent numbers up. And then he got sick right before the Gonzaga game, uh, the first Gonzaga game at home at the end of the season before they played in the tournament, and then that set him back a little bit too. So he should be at full strength right now. When you, when you look at uh, you know, playing with Marty and then, of course, Tyler, TJ, your, your sons get to play together on a BYU team. I mean, like how, it's, it's been a while since you've known that, but next year when TJ comes back, how, how awesome is that? It is really awesome. And, in, you know, if someone had told me that when I came to BYU that my son was going to play with any of the sons of my uh, BYU players, um, I would not have believed him. I was not a member of the church when I came, and uh, I just came to BYU really to get an education and play basketball. I had no intention of joining the Mormon church, so I would not have believed them. And it's just been really surreal to see what's been happening, and not only, you know, Marty, um, you know, to have um, Andy's cousin uh, on the team, uh, Jake Toulson, uh, it has just been amazing. Jeff Chapman with us as we are talking with him in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Jeff, there's a ton, of, a ton of hype. I mean, that's probably a severe understatement about what BYU basketball could maybe do over the next three or four seasons. In your opinion, what do you think is the ceiling for this team as they move forward with all of these legacy players, if you will, coming back and and playing under Dave Rose? Well, it's no doubt with the talent level they'll have, uh, it it should be a Final Four team. Uh, All of these guys have played uh, great high school basketball, but but the best thing is all of them have played against the best talent in the nation. When we came up, we never saw the best players. Now because of the travel season, 
uh, like the Long Peak team going and playing at national schedule, and then um, Jordan and Peyton Dastrup playing on a national team. Like Jordan played against uh, Andrew Wiggins and um, against the number one pick, the guy that was from UNLV, I forgot his name. He played against Tyus Jones, who won a national championship at Duke, who's now with the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. All these guys have played against those guys. So when they come up against them, it's not a big deal like it used to be for us. So they definitely have the talent level. Uh, only thing they need to do is play within themselves, play as a team, figure out the chemistry, and they should go on a really nice run in the next three or four years. Yeah, a lot of people excited about that team. And then, and then you look at what tonight's game is and what it means for BYU. Our Twitter question today is this, Jeff. I want to get your opinion. How does the result of tonight's game affect your outlook on this BYU Hoops season? Yeah, um, I, I can tell you right now, uh, not making the NCAA tournament is a, is a disappointment. Uh, your goal at the beginning of the year is uh, always to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, without, with that said, though, making a big run and getting to New York in the NIT will be great for our seniors, Kyle and Nate and Chase. We need to send them off on a high note by going to New York. And then it also will springboard the young guys uh, for the next few years, too. So I think this game is very important. Yeah, the closest thing I can think to, like, an NCAA tournament experience, if you're not in the actual tournament, is making a deep NIT run and getting to a big venue like Madison Square Garden. Would you agree with that? I, would, I agree with that 100%. Um, and if they can do that, I really think that can cap their season off and take that bad taste out of their mouth that they have right now. Real quick, last thing. When I think of the 87-88 team, the first thing I think of is that UAB game. So tell me something else I can think of when I think of that team. I don't want it to be a negative idea. Okay, Michael Smith, uh, surfer hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about that? Okay, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's I totally. Would, I feel way better now. Okay, I, I love that eighty-seven. Say, I would say the short shorts, but my kids harass me about that so much. I'm tired of hearing about that too. Zach Selyus is a huge fan, apparently. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a short, but there, he has nothing on us. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, great to talk to you as always, and uh, we look forward to talking with you in the future and to the, to the future of BYU basketball, for that matter. Hey guys, thank you, and thanks you for all you do for BYU sports. You got it, man. Jeff Chapman on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I've always been a big Jeff Chapman fan. One, because he has like the largest hands ever. You can go into the student-athlete building and they have like his hand size. You can grip a ball. It's unbelievable. The other is that I lived in Vancouver, Washington for a while, and he lives in uh, Vancouver area. So he was like a legend. Oh, Jeff Chapman's around. You know, like he was in the, uh, you know, in our stake or whatever. So... I've, I've loved Jeff. It's fun to see Jordan here. Jordan's going to be a key piece, I think, off the bench in the next couple of years. How good was that 87-88 team? That's why I had to ask him about. I need something else. Loaded! I, I always think, oh, they lost the game. They could have been number one. <laughs> That's so unfair. Up next, how well do you know the mascots of the teams in the NIT? <laughs> We're about to find out how well we know them. St. Bonaventure! BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights 
on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, 10 Eastern, NIT action, first round for BYU. Uh, the Cougars taking on the Blazers, or the Fighting Trogdors, as we've called them, from University of Alabama, Birmingham. 10 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. BYU versus Bama. You know what's funny of. about that? The University of Alabama, no whisper after, is in BYU's side of the bracket. So that actually could happen. We want every team from Alabama. Bring it on, man. <laughs> it's basketball. Bring it on. How does the result... Oh, Alabama well, they, lost they last lost time to the NIT? Dang so, it. We were just told that. I'm glad I had no idea that happened, by the way. Dang it. The they NIT, lost whatever, to man. Creighton. Okay, so maybe it's the Blue Jays. Creighton. Creighton. That's right. The Fighting Kyle Corvers of Creighton University. Do you know the state that that school is in, Jeremy? Yeah, that's in uh, Nebraska. Very good. Yeah. That is the it correct answer. Sec, I was like, that is the correct answer. And while we've got the trivia going, it's time that we test our knowledge of all of the mascots that are in the NIT. How well do we know them? How well do you know them? Okay, let's go. It's time for Know Your NIT Mascot. Said no one ever. <laughs> All right, let's get it on. Quiz number one. Texas Southern. Uh, uh, Wildcats. Bears. <laughs> what is it? That would be the Tigers. Oh, oh. the Texas Southern yeah, Tigers. because there's so many of Tigers course. in Texas. Of course. Okay. What's let's, next? Let's try, let's try another one. All right, a softball this time. Princeton. Tigers. Tigers. You Tigers back-to-back. Back. That's, that's a Spencer win. You got to buy hair. Okay. Number Pun three. intended. Bucknell. Bison. Oh, it is the bison. Yes. Mike Tyson's bison. It's <laughs> actually pretty good. Mike Tyson impersonation. Yeah. Number four. High Point. <laughs> oh, uh, the Mountaineers. Is it the Mountaineers? Mm. Oh, the High Point Crusaders. Mm. Oh. That would be the High Point Panthers. The Panthers. There's so many Panthers at High Point. The Panthers of High Point. All right. Another one. i got to get one here. Besides Princeton. George Washington. Colonials. Oh, I don't Yeah. The Presidents. Oh, 2 nothing. I'm, I'm probably going to lose this. Is that 3 or 2 That's nothing? 3 nothing. That's 3 nothing, man. 3? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is Jeremy going to get one? Man, I feel like Utah baseball right now. <laughs> Zing. I'll give you a point just for that, dude. Yes, lap track. Laugh track. I feel like an idiot when the laugh track plays, actually. Number six. Valparaiso. Commodores. Mm. No, that's Vanderbilt. Valpo? I, I have no idea. Bulldogs. That's not it. I have no idea. What it's is it? It's the Crusaders. I it's threw that around there for you. Crusaders. Crusaders. I said Commodores. I was kind of. We have time for more. I love this. Okay, number seven. Even though I haven't gotten one. Hosfra. Hostra. Oh, I am. <laughs> the Hofstra Flyers. <laughs> I have I'm, no idea on this. I'm going it's to the NIT, say I don't care. The, uh, the Tigers. <laughs> that would be the Pride. The Hofstra Pride? The Hofstra Pride. What pride. It, we, we've had Tigers, Tigers, Pride. The is pride? There, are there non-cats in the NIT besides Trogdor? The most prideful team in all the NCAA. The yeah. Hostra pride. Yeah, be that humble, Hostra. One, one more. Number all right. eight. Monmouth. Monarchs. <laughs> Bench dancers. <laughs> Hawks. The Hawks. Hawks. 
I didn't awesome. get a single one. Did right, we do no, no, eight? No, no. We got to oh, do one got, more for Jerem. Come got, on, Jerem. Okay, you one, get this one. One right. more for Jerem. BYU. Cougars. Vikings. <laughs> 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 Wait, that's Rick's. My bad. Yeah. Okay, 10. Number 10. Arizona. They're in the NCAA tournament. Oh, come on. Wildcats. 171. You sound like the the Wicked Witch in <laughs> The Wizard of Oz, melting. Like you sound like the melting the melting witch. Yeah, I thought you were saying from uh, Wicked, from yeah. Wicked, or yeah. you sound like her too. Yeah. Either way, what a fantastic musical! Super annoying. I didn't get it. Well, I got BYU. <laughs> One hundred seventy-one days. I don't even know BYU Hawaii's mascot. Now that I think about the it, the Seasiders. The Seasiders. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm off. Yeah, I don't know. The Seasiders. <laughs> They're cutting athletics. <laughs> oh, how well Sad. do you know your NIT mascots? Apparently, not that well. I don't care. But it's the fun, NIT, right? It's the NIT, man. How does res- tonight's result affect the outlook of BYU's basketball season? We'll discuss that. Plus, the whip. That was fun for you. BYU Sports Station presented in part Nine by Dexter Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Let's whip it. Men's basketball. NIT game day, baby, for men's hoops. Most important game of the year. Cougars play Alabama and Birmingham tonight, 10 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Snarknado in full effect. Baseball. BYU baseball has now won 10 straight games. They're yeah. ranked 29th. They beat Utah last night 6 to nothing, using 8 different pitchers. 16-1 overall. WCC play begins on Thursday when they host Pacific. Football. Who has a new uh, men's basketball head coach, Damon Sodomite. That's right. Awesome. The spring football scrimmage will be at 2 Mountain Time, 4 Eastern at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday, March 26th. Admissions free. Gates open at 1. We will have a live BYU sports station that day at 6 Eastern Time. Jimmer. Fraudette and the Westchester Knicks play Grand Rapids at 7 Eastern tonight. What's Grand Rapids mascot again? Is the drive? Who cares? Is the drive? I don't know. Let's get Stat Boy on that. Softball. We don't have Stat Boy. I don't think we are the Stat Boys. Yeah. Beat Utah 5-4 yesterday in Salt Lake City. Catcher Libby Sugg hit a home run in the win. The Cougars head to the San Diego Classic. Golf. The women's team won the Entrada Classic by 23 combined strokes. Leah Garner led the Cougars with a third-place finish at three over over the course of the tournament. The men's team took 10th, and the Lambkin Invitational led by Patrick Fishburn, who finished in 28th. Volleyball. You're right. It's the drive. I just looked it up. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, you've dominated me, too. I like every day. <laughs> the Cougars are number one in the latest media uh, poll from off the block. I did vote BYU number one for the first time since week two. Cougars and Pepperdine Waves Friday and Saturday on BYU TV in 90s. Two number one teams on campus in Provo right now. One of which you're uh, wearing a sweatshirt for. That's rugby. Right. BYU. I'm trying to get yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. BYU Rugby. It's Woo! the radio show on TV. I know. I know. Yeah. What now? The Rise and Shout. Okay, let's do the Rise and Shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves a late Rise and Shout? Colton Shaver. Uh, five home runs in four games, which was our stat of the day. Awesome. He is he is single-handedly handed it to Utah in all those games. Maybe single-handedly beating them. And he only has three strikeouts this year. That is unbelievable He has for more a home runs than strikeouts. He has more home runs than strikeouts? That's crazy! 67 at-bats, three strikeouts. I'm serious. That is, that is nuts. Someone was asking me, who has the most pro potential on this BYU baseball team? 
my initial response was Colton Shaver. Bo Hodge. It's not, it's <laughs> it's not Bo Hodge in baseball, I'll tell you that. Oh. Although, thank you, Brady Papinga. Remember how Mike Littlewood told us that Utah didn't really like Colton Shaver as a player? Swing and but a miss. They don't like him even more. The whiff. How does the result of tonight's game affect your outlook on the BYU basketball season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Kristen1258. It doesn't. Enjoy watching them play every game. They have heart and determination. Fun to watch. Talent and team effort. I said earlier, if BYU lost it, I, I would say this is the worst year in the Dave Rose 11. Which, to me, year. makes this super well, compelling. Now that I think about it, what do they need to do to avoid that? They have, they have to get to the semis of the NIT, right? you got to win. you got to win game one to get right? to the final four. Because, yeah. I, I'm not talking by wins. I'm talking by perception. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and is this was this a, a bad year? No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say it was like a really good year. It was I think disappointing. Yeah, I think if BYU they gets to the, the quarterfinals, if they get to the quarterfinals, meaning they win two games in the NIT and they're in the final eight teams, that's kind of like, eh. But they get to the final four, it's like, okay. I think they need a match with that NIT yeah, team. They, did, that expectation has that, been set. That, yeah. yeah. Well, the first year of the Dave Rose era, that team was a 21 team that lost in the first round. That was the worst year. They were coming but, off a 9-21 season. But it was such season. an improvement yeah. that I have a hard time saying, hey, that was the worst. I don't know why I'm pointing out the worst year. J- just to put this season, I think, in context is the reason. At Ryben3, I want seniors to end their year right. Chase, Kyle, and Nate deserve to win in their last games at the Marriott Center, with the emphasis on the capital S. Yes. Now for our elite tweet of the day from at BYUFAN 1995. Wins are always positive. A loss tonight would leave a sour taste in my mouth all off season. Yeah, don't want to lose tonight, absolutely. Thanks to Mike Littlewood and everyone on our crew. Jeff Chapman as well. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUFAN. Show on demand, as always. Download the podcast on iTunes and or the TuneIn app for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Demarcus Harrison. We're back to work.